comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com and tell them Eric sent you. Bobby Iver's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, voted the number one restaurant in Metairie by TripAdvisor. A place where you can enjoy a great meal with family or hanging out with friends watching the game. A mouthwatering menu that has something for everyone. Amazing cocktails and an incredible beer selection. TVs everywhere. You'll never miss a play. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is unique. The perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. Order online for delivery at BobbyAbears.com. Open seven days a week for lunch and dinner at 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. So good.
Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher, 106.1 FM Nash Icon on your radio dial, taking you home each and every weekday afternoon, 4 to 6. Thank you so much for being part of our program. Uh, whether you're listening over the airwaves on 106.1 FM, iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app, our digital partners, on the World Wide Web at NashFM1061.com or EricAsher.com. Or again, you're checking out our podcast, which is everywhere. Anchors our home base. We're on your favorite podcasting platform. No matter where you listen to the program, thank you so much for doing so. We certainly appreciate each and every one of you. Uh, also, don't forget about our social media platforms, at Eric underscore Ash on Twitter, Eric Ash on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. And, of course, on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports Today, uh, award-winning journalist Les East joined us on the show. And, uh, man, he does such a great job. Um, we were able to cover the Saints, in which he's been at every practice, but with the exception of today, uh, because he was um, uh, part of our program. And then um, we talked about LSU and Tulane. Uh, with those, uh, those teams opening up camp, Tulane yesterday, LSU today. We also spoke about the uh, tampering situation with the Dolphins and the Saints, which we've talked about prominently on this program. And also the Deshaun Watson situation, not just from the, from the uh, angle of, uh, you know, what's going on, what happened, why the um, – uh, why the NFL came out with, uh, again, a six-game suspension, which we've talked about a lot on this program. I, I think I've done a fairly good job explaining that to, um, to our audience based on what I've been able to read and research over the, over the last few days. And then, and then of course, um, we also took it from a Saints perspective as well. You know, again, the Saints were, were hot and heavy. They wanted him, they wanted him badly. And uh, so, again, we, we talked about that. So uh, if you get a chance, check us out tonight, 6 o'clock on WLAE-TV with uh, our first rebroadcast. Then 10 o'clock tonight on The Deuce, that's WLAE-TV 2. Uh, that is going to be uh, followed by Friday night at 9 o'clock on Pelican Sports Television, uh, 10 o'clock on WLAE, uh, Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on The Deuce, Saturday afternoon uh, at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. Today's program is brought to you by our good friends at the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, and the Hainau Bar. And our guest list for today, Gary Smith will join us at 4.15, talking to Wave. That's right, Tulane up on, on tap first today. Jordy Collada, the Jordy Collada Show, uh, will join us at um, uh, 4.35. We'll talk some LSU with him. We'll, we'll also touch on Saints, maybe some other subjects. And then Ross Jackson comes in at 5.35 uh, this afternoon, uh, giving us an update on, on Saints camp, his thoughts on what he's seen thus far, all that happening on today's program. As mentioned, today's program is brought to you by, uh, again, the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. Also, again, Mambo's, as well as Old New Orleans Cookery. Got to get out there and get enjoy a meal at Old, Old New Orleans Cookery, right? 205 Bourbon Street. As I've said about all the Oceana family of restaurants, they are open late. I don't want to hear you can't get a late meal in New Orleans because you can get one at one of the Oceana family of restaurants. Open for lunch and dinner seven days a week. Uh, first of all, two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms. You can dine in and have your next event. If you're thinking about having an event, you want to do it in the French Quarter, you want to do it on a Bourbon Street balcony, you got to be able to go ahead and check out my friends over at, over at Old New Orleans Cookery. Private room, private restroom, private bar, they lay it out for you. Uh, again, the uh, catering uh, a portion of, of their business is, uh, is, is fantastic, again, with the uh, the, the meal plans that they have for you, the selections that you can make when you're putting together your uh, your party, uh, of course the uh, top uh, top liquors, and of course also again a uh, a group that just loves serving people. I mean, they, you will have a great time if you have your your party at Old New Orleans Cookery. 
but also again just a fantastic restaurant from again using those two bourbon those two rooms of the bourbon street balconies to dine in when there's an overflow and they're not having an event to again picture windows that overlook bourbon street that you can be uh, sitting there and kind of watching the craziness there uh you go to the back of the restaurant on the first floor you got a beautiful uh, french quarter courtyard uh beautiful by day spectacular by night and then of course uh, again uh, a great menu for you uh, again uh, cajun creole cuisine Extraordinary cocktails made by some of the greatest mixologists we have in the city. Uh, get on over to, to uh, Old New Orleans Cookery, whether it's uh, a night out with family, friends, maybe again, state night, maybe trying to close that, that business deal. Uh, NolaCookery.com so you can find out more, menu, everything you need to know. And, of course, Old New, Orleans Cook, Old, Old New Orleans Cookery is also a perfect night out, again, for date night. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. 205 Bourbon Street, open late, seven days a week for lunch and dinner. All right, uh, just a couple of minutes away from um, uh, Gary Smith of the Wave Report and NOLA.com. Just some quick um, notes. Uh, the commissioner has uh, announced, uh, Commissioner of the NFL, Roger Goodell, that New Jersey attorney Peter C. Harvey is going to hear the appeal of Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson. Uh, he was a former attorney general of New Jersey, is now a partner in, in, in a prominent law firm in New York. He's been a federal prosecutor. Uh, he has uh, expertise in criminal law. Uh, and, of course, um, uh, he's uh, advised the NFL and other professional leagues on the implementation of work, work, workplace policies, including, again, he was part of, again, the NFL's uh, conduct policy. Uh, so, again, he's first in, in with the NFL and also, again, has uh, is served as the commissioner's designate, designee in other arbitrations. So uh, he is going to be the one to hear the, um, uh, the, uh, uh, the appeal. Uh, and we'll find out what's going to happen uh, going forward there. We've discussed it pretty much ad nauseum over the last couple of days, uh, breaking it down on, again, why um, uh, Judge Robinson ended up giving him, giving uh, Deshaun Watson only six games because of the precedent was set uh, by the NFL. Uh, and get decades of, again, turning their head uh, and looking the other way when there was um, sexual assault or, again, abuse of women by players and only giving as much as six games. And, of course, that's the reason why, again, she said she was bound by that and, and couldn't go pay, couldn't set a precedent. And also, again, didn't have the, the, the NFL did not um, inform the NFLPA uh, of, again, the, the, the expansion of the, um, uh, of the penalties, that the penalties could go as far as one year. Uh, so she said she had, you know, her, I guess her law background, her judge background, said she had to go by the letter of the law. Now, she did not exonerate uh, Deshaun Watson, quite, quite, quite the opposite. Again, uh, she said that the NFL proved their case. He was involved in the sexual assault. He did, uh, again, violate the, uh, uh, the conduct policy of the NFL, again, three different, um, uh, three different ways. And, uh, uh, you know, there was no remorse as well. NFL is looking for un an indefinite suspension, probably a year or more, but more than probably just a season. Also, again, because they circumvented the salary cap with the way the, uh, the contract was set up with the Cleveland Browns. So knowing that he was going to get fined this year, uh, the NFL is looking to find him heavily. Uh, and, and again, uh, you, know, uh, uh, you know, remember, he's only making a million dollars this year. So, you know, that, that, can they take that? Can they take more? We'll see. Um, and then the other part of that, the first time I've heard this, is they want him in treatment. The dude needs some treatment. He's a sexual predator. So uh, we'll, uh, we'll see how that all kind of plays out and how long that's going to happen because now more than likely the NFLPA will take the, uh, the NFL to federal court. Uh, there's a possibility, again, they're going to bring in uh, to, to their case uh, the situation on how owners live by a different, um, a different standard than the, than the players do. Uh, you don't have to look at further than Bob Kraft, who, again, went and got happy endings uh, during the Super Bowl weekend, and nothing's happened to him. 
Okay, we've got owners being accused of of, of uh, directing coaches to be able to lose games on purpose uh, because of draft position in at least two NFL cities, Cleveland and, and Miami, and, and and nothing has happened there. And Daniel Schneider, uh, again, is another sexual predator who uh, who again is allowed to continue to own the uh, the uh, the uh, Washington Commanders. So, yes, the NFL has some issues in terms of their ownership, but you know again. <laughs> There's always been two different standards for the owners and the players. It's always been that way. It'll always be that way. The owners are the ones with the money. The owners are the ones that own the, pro, own, own the, the teams. And the players come and go. Uh, they're, they're, a, they're a commodity uh, when you talk about the NFL ownership, uh, period, the end. And, uh, you know, if somebody gets injured, says there's two more that are going to take their place. And that's the way it's always been. So we'll see how this plays out, what's going to happen in federal court. Remember, this was collectively bargained. Okay, everything that we're doing right now in terms of the arbitration, et cetera, and uh, because it was collectively bargained, most uh, legal experts believe that this is a situation where uh, the, the NFLPA doesn't have much of a chance. Neither Deshaun Watson in federal court. But we'll see how it plays out. You know, to bringing out dirty laundry, that's something, again, we'll see. Who doesn't know that more than, again, Deshaun Watson, who has, again, 24 women, uh, like 25 women, uh, again, were, uh, were, came forward, 24 sued, 23 of those have, have, uh, have settled out of court out of 66 uh, masseuse that, again, he contacted on Instagram. What a nightmare. Thank God. Thank God, again, that we're not dealing with that here in New Orleans. And I'll say it again. If this is, if this is again, a precursor to what we've seen or will see, with the New Orleans Saints brass going forward, again, this boneheaded mistake to go, again, heavy and hard uh, for, um, for Deshaun Watson, uh, you got to start shaking your head because that was a total miscalculation on the part of Loomis, on the part of, again, uh, Lausha, Mrs. Benson, and also, again, Dennis Allen. Should have stayed away from that toxic situation, and they didn't. All right, joining us in the program now uh, from um, – the Wave Report, also, again, from the uh, Times-Picayune, NOLA.com, and, and The Advocate, and it does a fantastic job. Well, he, he does the job covering Tulane. Nobody does a better job, period, the end. Nobody in the city does a better job of covering Tulane athletics uh, than Gary Smith. His, uh, his website, The Wave Report, the most comprehensive look at your school. So if you're a Tulane fan and you're not on The Wave Report, you might want to check in your Tulane card because you're finding things out second and third hand. And he's with us as he is each and every Thursday, breaking down the wave. Gary, how are you? Doing well, Eric, and I can say I don't say things are dead certain very often, but I'm dead certain solid that the Saints will not be facing Deshaun Watson this year. <laughs> yeah, me at too. The end of the season, the NFL yes. did not do this to not have him suspended for a full year, and any type of injunction or anything else that, as you said, is maybe a long shot anyway, that won't be around by then. So yeah, we the Saints will not have to face Deshaun Watson. That, of that, I am certain. <laughs> I agree 100%, and I think, again, remember, this is collectively bargained, so they don't have yep. much of a, of a leg, no, legal leg don't. to stand on here. Uh, but, you know, they can make it a little messy, and I think that's what mm-hmm. they're going to try to do. Deshaun's going to try to make it a little messy for, for the owners out there and going to show their warts. And, look, you know what? i got no problem with it. Yep. they got warts there. There's been an issue with these owners, again, running rampant and, and, having, and, being, and not being able to, uh, again, just a, 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 a code of conduct that's out there for the players should also – uh, mm-hmm. Should also permeate up to to the uh, to the ownerships. You know, they, they, yeah. they're, they're, uh, if a general manager uh, again violates the code of conduct, he can be fired. He can be fined. So you know, owners also should be held accountable. Yeah, I mean that's that. that, that. Okay, do we lose? It'll Gary? probably never happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, no, it will, ne- it will yeah. never happen. Come on, it will never <laughs> yeah. happen. That's a fraternity. Forget yeah. about it. 
you know, it's, <laughs> this is not the NBA, okay? Yeah. Where, again, you can get the players to come together and they can ostracize a, uh, mm-hmm. an owner like they did with yeah. Clippers owner, with the Clippers owner. Right. This, is, this is a total yeah. different ball game with the NFL, no doubt about it. No question. All right. Can, look, I know you're excited. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I said it on the TV show today. You know, I mean, everybody's in camp now for the most part. Um, mm-hmm. It's exciting times. Tulane went to camp starting yesterday. Yep. Can you give us an update on the Greenies? Yeah, I mean, you know, they haven't, they, they, they don't put the pads on in, in, until tomorrow. I'll say this is a really confident bunch, um, Tulane. I, having done this for a long time, I'd say maybe a little too confident. Um, you know, they're, they're, they went two and ten last year. That was that was an aberration. But they're to a man. They're talking about winning the conference championship and 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 stuff like that. If I were, yeah, confidence is great. If I were them, I might put a put a, a hold on that talk and just talk about getting better. And that will happen. Tulane will be a much better football team this year than, than last year. But these guys, you know, you, you hear this a lot in programs, but I'm hearing it even more from, from Tulane this year about how they just they feel a togetherness. Um, they, they, they feel closer than they've ever been before, stuff like that. Of course, it's got to translate to the field, and, and we won't know anything about that until September. Talk a little bit about what you saw at the, the first two practices. Uh, um, you know, I mean, obviously it's not pads. <laughs> But just right. so, you know, overall, well, who's looking well, good? Does there have any problems sure. again physically with, with injuries, et cetera? The, the biggest thing that you can take away before they put pads is obviously the throwing and the catching and the defending in, in that area. And Tulane is light years ahead in the passing game of where it was in, in, in the spring. Obviously, a, a, a third offensive coordinator in three years, third offensive system in three years. You could see everything kind of developing slowly in the spring where more heads were spinning, um, stuff like that. Uh, the offense has looked crisp. The passing and catching has been crisp in the, in the first two days. Um, Michael Pratt has looked excellent. His throws have been on target. Justin Ibietta, coming back from a torn labrum, has has looked pretty sharp too. Um, and uh, and the receivers, D.D. McDougal, a transfer from Maryland, who was a big time recruit coming out of high school and a high school teammate of Michael Pratt, he's looked much better than he did in the spring. Lawrence Keys, uh, Notre Dame transfer, he's looked much better than he did in the spring when he was modeled. And maybe the most important thing, Jaquan Jackson, who I thought was going to be a breakout star going into last year then hurt his knee midway through preseason camp and, and was really a non-factor for, for the whole season, never got confidence back in his knee. He has looked back. He looks like the old Jaquan Jackson again. And I really did. I thought he might be an, I thought he was going to be an all conference performer last year. And he ended up being a non-factor. Just him being healthy and confident again, makes a huge difference for this receiving core. Um, I mentioned this to Les East on the television show today. It's interesting that all three, Saints, LSU, Tulane, all again uh, 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 went in a different direction when it came to strength and conditioning coaches. Mm-hmm. I've heard Michael Pratt um, and yep. then Nick, Nick Anderson over the last few days, multiple interviews, one of the first things they're talking about is is the new strength and conditioning coach. Now, you brought yep. this on this program up about two months ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, the, the, uh, and, and look, it's like, again, the, there's a real buy-in for the players in yeah. terms of what he – was it Hester is his name? Is what he's yeah, doing. Yeah, Kurt Hester, yes. Um, Tulane degree was at Louisiana Tech the previous nine years. And, um, yeah, I mean, you know, you know this was a huge change for Willie Fritz. He'd had the same guy his whole, basically his whole coaching career since Sam Houston State. Willie Fritz is a former strength and conditioning coordinator. He served that job once earlier in his career. So I think he recognized the times have changed a little bit. And uh, Kurt Hester, the, you know, 
it's a lot more than just heavy heavy weightlifting and not and not a whole lot else. And I think Tulane tended to go in that direction in the past. I think they felt like they had too many soft tissue injuries in the preseason last year, leg injuries, stuff like that. They want to avoid that this year. He just felt like he needed a new approach. He brought in Curry Hester, and boy, has there been a buy-in. Um, again, yeah, Willie Fritz even said it yesterday. He said he thinks the real the real effects will be will be as the season goes along. Um, but uh, but the players are already talking about it. They they they, they feel better. Um, a lot more emphasis on conditioning and flexibility stuff like that. Um, and, and they feel like they're in in, in much better shape um, and, and prepared to, to to go into the season. Yeah. Again, you hear a lot. Of, I've I've been doing this for a long time. I used to cover the University of Florida. Every time they got a new strength and conditioning coordinator, you kind of heard the same stuff. But there but 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 you could see where it's coming from 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 at Tulane, and they really 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 love Kurt Hester. Well, I tell you, that's good news. It's really good news across the board because we've heard the same thing coming out of Baton Rouge. We heard the same thing coming mm-hmm. out of Airline Drive in terms yeah. of their strength and conditioning coaches. And again, all of them, it's the same thing: soft tissue injuries. Yep. Uh, trying to be able to trying to be able to eliminate those soft tissue injuries. Look, we saw a lot of injuries last year with LSU. We saw a lot of injuries mm-hmm. with Tulane last year. We saw a lot of injuries yep. with the Saints. And uh, you know, look, you mentioned long time with. Um, with uh, with Willie Fritz, look, Tommy Mock has mm-hmm. been in LSU forever, yeah, and, and, exactly. and the guy that was with the Saints had been with the Saints forever. So, mm-hmm. you know, a big a big change there. Look, mm-hmm. one thing that we always we we tend not to talk about with a lot of teams, but I think we have to with Tulane, is again the kicking game. And yeah. uh, again, we have a new kicker. We're gonna have a new kicker this year. So, what yeah. what are you seeing right now? Um, uh, is there some confidence there that again, when you know if, if it bogs down and they need to knock yeah. it through the air, through the uprights, they'll be able to do it. I don't know if confidence is the right word, but I think if they had not brought in a new kicker, um, Constantino Ambrosio from, from Rutgers, there'd be a sense of dread. And I'm not, not exaggerating because uh, you saw their kicking last year. They missed a 26-yard field goal that would have beaten Tulsa yes. from the middle of the field on the last play of regulation. And Merrick Glover was a much better kicker than the guys they had coming back <laughs> this year. Um, the spring was kind of a debacle in the, in, in the kicking game, so they knew they had to get a kicker. And, but, and they got a guy who I believe the numbers are I don't know, something like – made like 29 out of 37 field goals in two years at Rutgers, something to that effect, missed two extra points in two years total. Tulane has no kickers who've made a field goal in, in college. They have one guy that went 0 for 2 last year, and their scholarship kicker got the yips his senior year in high school, is a junior now, Kristen Esnard. They um, still has a problem kicking the ball straight. So this was an absolute essential thing. Now, I have not seen them do any kicking in, in this preseason, so I, so I don't know. But, but there's a chance that Ambrosio will be a very effective kicker. There was no chance if they didn't bring him in. New punter as well? Yeah, new punter Casey Glover was the backup last year. Merrick, mm-hmm. Merrick Glover's brother. I, he's he's, right. he's pretty he's pretty good. I mean, he was he was backing up um, the, the best punter in the American Athletic Conference. But from what I've seen, Casey Glover should be able to to do the job. And Willie Fritz wouldn't commit to him yesterday when I asked about the the kicking game. But he, Casey Glover is going to be the punter, and uh, yeah, I, I don't think he'll be first team all a all AAC all AAC like Ryan Wright was last mm-hmm. year. But he's yeah. he's a, I think he'll give he'll do a solid job. He's also an excellent kickoff man. He did that last year, so he's already played. So it, this won't be his first his first rodeo going out on the field because he he was he, he kicked off last year all year long. Yeah, no, no, no doubt about it. And of course, um, Wright was really good last year. I mean, really yeah, he good. was he was really good, <laughs> outstanding. Hey, Jack yeah. is in River Ridge. Jack's a huge Tulane fan. Jack, you're on with um, with Gary Smith. Good afternoon, guys. 
Um, Gary, exactly. I agree with Eric. You, you, you do as good a job as, as covering Tulane as anybody does of covering anything in the city. So I do appreciate it. I, I just had, I just had one question. Um, sure. I think the biggest, the biggest problem last year for me was the player, the offensive line, um, mm-hmm. the quarterbacks, the quarterbacks took a beating. And, and, and I just think that that led to a yeah. lot of the losses. Uh, do you expect it to be better this year? And, and they, I'll just hang up and listen. Yeah. It's funny. I- in the middle of writing a story on the offensive line right now, um, I'm writing. I'm not convinced that it'll be better. They are convinced that it'll be better. Again, the the confidence is just emanating from this football team right now. That I, and I didn't hear this stuff last year. Um, Joey Claybrook had a terrible year last year. He started at right tackle. He had a pretty good year um, in, in, in 2020, and he just did not play well. He knows it. He admitted it in the spring. Um, I talked to the new offensive line coach, Nagavi, today. He said it looked, he wasn't here last year, but when he's looked at film of last year, he, it looks like the guy has a different body this year. He's expecting huge things from Joey Claybrook. This was a guy who was on the Senior Bowl watch list before last season. He, he thought he was going to finish up the year go pro. Um, didn't happen. Um, Sincere Hainsworth is one of the best centers in the conference. But what what they what they to a man they're saying is that both of those guys are incredible leaders. Sincere Hainsworth Nagavi said is one of the greatest leaders he's ever been around, and and they do they they return three starters. They return Rashid Shad Green, their their starting right tackle from last year. They have several other guys who have started in the past, and and a guy that looks that's really impressed them in the off season is Kane and Ray. Um, he he was he was at Colorado, started early last year, lost his job, um, but he he came in. He learned the they say he learned all he learned the playbook before he arrived. That's how motivated he was. He's been lining up as the start at starting right guard um, in, in the first two practices, and they need they need an influx of, of new talent, and 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 he can give it to them. They do have a lot of experience returning. That being said, those same guys, with the exception of Hainsworth, who played well last year, they've got to play better. And from from all indications, um, at least with Joey Claybrook, that's going to happen. And then Rashad Green, you know, he was a guard who they moved to tackle last year, and he struggled a bit at at, at that position, especially um, with, with the speed outside. But he's got a lot of talent, and you got to figure that year experience he had, he'll be a lot more comfortable this year. So it, it's sort of wait and see for me because I've I've watched this Tulane offensive line for ten years now, and they've never been able to put it together. But they really they really think they can do it and, and Willie Fritz said he's he, he's never been he's never been more pleased with his offensive line going into a season at Tulane than he has this year so so we'll see question question from from the email Ethan wants to know uh the the uh transfer portal the the players that mm-hmm. came in the graduate transfers how are they looking yeah, well, Kane and Ray's one of them from from Colorado. Um, he, he's lining you know, again. They they caution before they put the pads on before they scrimmage. You can line up anybody you want at first team, but he he hadn't proved it yet. But 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 from all all counts, he, he he's playing well. We we we've talked uh, a, a ton about the guys who who, who came in, in in the spring. Um, uh, Patrick Jenkins is is looking good. Uh, Rashad Clayton is looking good. And, and to me, the key those receivers neither D.D. McDougal nor Lawrence Keys. And they may have been as important as anybody coming in because Tulane needed needed an influx of talent at, at wide receiver, and they didn't do it for me in the spring for the most part. I, I wasn't really that impressed. They've looked worlds better in, in, in the first two days of, of preseason practice. Then you had the Rutgers kicker. Um, yeah, that they the transfer portal looks like. Haven't played a game yet, but it looks like I, this is a big win for Tulane. There you go. Well, it's always a big win to have you on Thursdays. I tell you, again, nobody knows Tulane like you. Uh, tell the folks about your fantastic website. Uh, again, what you got coming up for us uh, in the paper, uh, or online, and also, yeah. uh, again, uh, how folks can follow you on social media. 
Sure, my website, Tulane.Rivals.com, TheWaveReport.com. Again, this is, this, is, this is my best month of the year, every year. Um, preseason practice, I get full access. You don't get that at very many places anymore in the country. Obviously, I'm not giving away any <laughs> pertinent stuff, like what type of plays they're running, stuff like that. But, but who's first team, who's not, who's looking good, who's not. Um, long practice reports with every quote from every player that I interview um, up on my website um, every, every day. Um, there's, I don't take any days off on, on, on covering Tulane football practice in, in, in August. And, and, and like I mentioned earlier, I'm doing right now I'm writing a story on the offensive line. Um, again, I'm not, I'm not totally sold that they're going to be a ton better this year but again mm-hmm. they are they're extremely confident and, and Willie Fritz talks about it um, Michael Pratt talks about it uh, um, uh, they, they, they've just um, they, across the board they seem to feel like this year they're finally going to have an offensive line that, that, that helps them win instead of that they kind of have to work around. Well, that, that would be great news. At Gare Smith on Twitter. Thank you my friend. We'll know more next week when the pads come on. Look mm-hmm. forward to our conversation next Thursday. Thanks for having me on. Looking forward to it. Always, always. Again, that's uh, Gary Smith each and every Thursday with us talking Wave. All right, don't forget about Burkhardt. We're talking generators. That's right, generators. Uh, Burkhardt, again, handles the whole process for you. Planning, permits, inspections. Uh, again, single-day install. they got a dedicated generator team. That's all they do. Again, they'll come out to your home, and, and again, uh, when, it's time, when it's time to install that generator, boom, they're in, they're in, and they're out. Uh, and again, they're handling everything for you. I mean, do you, I mean, there's at least three permitting processes that and inspections that you have to go through in Jefferson Parish to get a, to get a generator. Uh, how would you like to have to be home for each one of those? You don't have to be. Burkhardt is there. They handle everything. Okay, from from again from from the time you sign that contract on, until again the uh, the situation with um, uh, where, where they install it for you. Uh, remember. At Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, there's financing available for generators. You pay that over time. New install quality, check after one month. They do that with everything they installed uh, for you. And then, of course, uh, Jason Burkhardt is in charge of the division. So that means, again, he'll sit down with you, do a consultation, find out what you're looking for in terms of generators. One of the things I get all the time from people that, again, that have bought generators from, from Burkhardt, Jason's not, not coming into your house trying to sell you anything. He's trying to educate you. And he'll give, then you make the decision on what generator is better for, for the best for your business or, again, your home. Uh, 24-7, 365 emergency service, a warehouse fully stocked with all the parts you need. Again, you're looking for generator sales and service? You need to look no further than Burkhart. That's acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, and the Hideout Bar. All are open seven days a week. All are open late. Oceana's got breakfast, lunch, and dinner for you. The rest of the restaurants, lunch and dinner. Get out there and enjoy a meal, a cocktail again, or have a great time at one of the Oceana family of restaurants. We'll be right back with Jordy Collada of the Jordy Collada Show. I'm Ken Trahan. And I'm Jude Young. We'll have comprehensive coverage of high school, college, and the pros. Plus, we give you a voice to speak your mind. It's entertainment. It's information. It's all that you could want. And it's right here on 1061 Nash Icon. Monday through Friday from 6 to 7 p.m. Following Inside New Orleans on 1061 Nash Icon. Country for life. This report is sponsored by West Baton Rouge Convention and Visitors Bureau. The West Baton Rouge Convention and Visitors Bureau presents Oldies But Goodies Fest, September 10th and 11th. Festival includes a barbecue cook-off, classic car show, live music, and more. Sponsored by Placid Refining and Bearcom Communications. Visit LouisianaTravel.com to plan your trip today. Look out for an accident on your interstates on 10 eastbound near the Bonnet Carey Spillway. And also look out for accidents Alvar at Moray and also Dumaine at North Rampart. Delays are heavy if you're traveling on 10 eastbound 
right at the Bonnet Carey Spillway, and then delays pick back up on 10 eastbound from Loyola to the airport, and then delays a solid 10 eastbound from Elysian Fields to the high-rise. 10 westbound delays a steady from Bonneville to the airport. Also in the 610 on the westbound side, your delays are solid from Canal from just before Canal Boulevard to the 10610 merge and on the eastbound side from Elysian Fields to the 10610 merge. Look out for delays that are solid if you're traveling eastbound along the West Bank Expressway and the Crescent City connection from Terry Parkway to the Camp Street exit. I'm at Robinson broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Bradner Traffic Center. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportspeed is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportspeed is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportspeed Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can have handled. At Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, their number one priority is treating people right. Take it from me, Eric Asher. It means getting there quickly in an emergency. They'll be on time and do a perfect job. And it means they promise to give everyone a fair price every time. So if you're looking for a better experience from your generator AC company, or you just got a big quote from someone else and you want a second opinion, let the folks at Burkhardt earn your trust and treat you right. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, the Hineout Bar, and Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, voted number one restaurant in Metairie by TripAdvisor. Come on in and get a mouth-watering uh, meal for you with this great menu uh, that has something for everyone. Yes, Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest, but I'm telling you, this is a big menu, that, again, that has something for everybody to enjoy. Uh, also, again, 30-plus TV screens everywhere, and I mean everywhere, even in the restrooms, you'll never miss 
to play. Uh, fantastic cocktails and, of course, a great beer selection for you. Uh, it's a place you can pretty much during the football season. Has football and basketball overlap. Hang out all day long. They're open up, so open seven days a week for lunch and dinner. They're open late. And, of course, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is unique. It's a perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. What does that mean? Yeah, you got the authentic Louisiana cuisine, but the memorabilia that they have in Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant from one end of the restaurant to the other, some one-of-a-kind items, almost like a museum, like a sports museum. So if you're a sports memorabilia buff, man, you got to get over to Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. Come for the food, come for the cocktails, come for the fun. But make sure, again, you get on over to Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. Open seven days a week at uh, 4101 Lake Villa. And uh, veterans at Lake Villa, also, again, lunch, dinner. Bobby A. Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is so good. Yeah, you're right. All right, uh, thanks to Gary Smith for joining us in the program, talking to Lane. Uh, we are so happy, again, to have Jordy Collada, the Jordy Collada Show, as a regular contributor, weekly contributor to our program. Of course, uh, leading, uh, again, uh, not just the state, but, again, probably, again, most shows around the country on the digital media platform growing every single day. Uh, again, uh, great guest, uh, great conversation. And, of course, uh, uh, Jordy's take on, on, you know, sports is second to none. Uh, check him out each and every uh, weekday morning, 7 to 9, uh, on the Jordy Collada Show, again, on YouTube, and, of course, also part of, uh, of uh, again, uh, the, uh, I believe it's WAFB's uh, uh, website. Uh, Jordy Collada joins us on the program now. Jordy, I got that right, right, WAFB? Please tell me if yes, I got sir. it right. W- yeah, okay, W-A-F-B. beautiful. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. How are you today, Jordy? Doing good, E. Thanks for having me back, man. Good to be here. Always good. Oh, man, I'll tell you what. It's a great day, isn't it? Football it starting is. again, finally. It is, man. I mean, look, whether it was getting the news that Tyron Matthew is back in the camp for uh, for New Orleans yesterday or LSU getting on the field today, uh, football tonight at Tom Benson Stadium in Canton, Ohio, uh, you really feel it. You know, I mean, I, you, 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 you can feel the buzz and the change of temperature in the air that football season is here. You know, Jordy, you, you've interviewed uh, Kelly, his staff members. You've had so many players on your show. I mean, you've probably had more access than, than most in terms of, again, media members uh, in, in, in the state. Uh, so you've, you've seen this, this transition up close and personal. What do, you, what do you anticipate happening? What do you like about the change from Ogeron to, to, to Kelly? Well, I think first and foremost, you just got to start with the organization. You know, I mean, I, I think that you, you have to have – uh, a structure and a buy-in and a vision. And I think all of that has been sold by Brian Kelly and so well accepted. You know, I think a stat that really jumps out to me in the off season to give you an idea of just the stability that Kelly has brought to the organization to, 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 to LSU's program is look, man, the, the, the transfer portal was on fire this off season on every single, everybody's campus. LSU took a ton of transfers um, but they didn't have anybody transfer out. And to me, that said a lot in, 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 a, in, a, in a locker room and in a day and age where it's very easy to up and leave and go find a spot. LSU has got a guy, you know, has, has a room that, that is very much bought in. And, you know, that, that happened a while ago before spring practice, and they came out of spring practice with, you know, a really good competitive balance and a lot of positions and, now they enter fall with, you know, I mean, some, some comps that have to be figured out, including quarterbacks. So I think that the program has been structured. I think it's been organized. And, um, you know, I think that uh, for that, LSU's players will, will, will be better for it. And, you know, I think that's ultimately the first thing that the, the, the fan will notice. 
There are some that are that, that are concerned because LSU again will not be able to compete in terms of having 85 scholarship players. That you know, if there are some injuries during the season through attrition, then again they might lack some depth. Are you concerned that again they won't have as many players this year as they will next year and the following year simply because of well, you know, uh, the, the mass exodus we saw after Ogeron? Well, look, I, I was, but they were able to get pretty close to 85. Now I saw the opening right. day fall camp roster and. Trey Bradford's not on the roster, a running back that's been there through the all season. So they, they, look, they're still gonna they're still gonna lose some guys, but uh, ultimately, e, I've been very impressed with the way that they've been able to get close to 85 on this this roster and build some depth and some spots that you were just curious on whether or not they'd be able to field a squad, field a team, and put anybody out there. Um, you know, I, look, look I, I think they'd like to up the the the, the quality of of depth in some positions, but. They've got players. They've got numbers. They've got guys that they can walk out there and they can play with. And, you know, I mean, they'll be tested in some spots like defensive back and offensive line where they'll have to build some quality depth. But, you know, you talk about this defensive line group and this wide receiver group and even this running back and quarterback group. And, you know, I mean, they got numbers. They got guys yes. that they can look at, count on, and, and say, hey, look, if they get deep into a game, they, they'd be comfortable with these guys on the field. How do you think he handles the quarterback situation now? I mean, you're in camp now. Guys are going to be getting reps. At some point, people are going to, guys are going to separate. How do you think this how he handles this? I tell you what, e, I really think that, that, that Kelly has passed a first test of, of his job at LSU. And I think that, you know, a test for him was to get from spring to fall with all of his quarterbacks on the roster and not have one of these guys transfer out where this competition didn't even have a chance to shake out for – all four of them, Walker, Howard, Miles, Brennan, Jaden, Daniels, and Garrett Nussmeyer, all to be a part of today's opening action in fall camp, I think is a small win for Brian Kelly in the way that he was able to manage it in the offseason, keep everybody interested, keep everybody believing that they had a chance. I, I think he knows who his guy is. I think he knows who he feels safest with right now. He may not ultimately know who, who, who starts game one, day one, but I think he, he feels as if he understands what the pecking order of the position, having a chance to watch him practice 15 times. But, look, I think that he'll name the starter the week of the Florida State game. I think that he'll probably do that early in the week. Um, and then you kind of live with what happens next, if you're Kelly, in my opinion. I don't know this from anyone, but I'd admit, I, I believe that there will be a shakeout uh, of, uh, you know, kind of a ripple effect on – on you know what could happen after he makes that announcement but you know at, at that point you really can't control it and 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 the power is in the player today in college athletics and you know they got the ability to pick up and go somewhere else and you know from Kelly's standpoint you just got to live with your decision and go out there and try to win football games for LSU but you know I think he'll ultimately name it the week of the game uh, I think he knows who his guy is now I, I still believe that this competition will be fierce uh, but ultimately you know, I think the skill sets are so different in, in all, of these, all of these prospects that you, you better have an idea of which way you want to go because the way that your offense looks is really going to you know, kind of dictate on who you play the majority of the time. Yeah, no doubt about it. That, that comes down to the offensive line. They, they are 
look, there, there's some names there that people will recognize, right? There's some young players that are going to be expected to play immediately. Uh, tra- some transfers that are going to be expected to be able to, uh, to again, contribute immediately. How are you feeling about the offense? Look, they haven't put the pads on. They're just getting out there today. They haven't started hitting. It's hard to be able to judge. But just based on, again, the vibe you're getting and, and talking to coaches, how do you feel about it? Yeah, well, you know, the thing that you it's either you either love it or hate to hear it is that the standard is being set now by the younger guys that are coming into that room. Guys like Will Campbell and guys like Emory Jones, who I, I imagine, E, that they, it, for, for sure, Will Campbell will be on the starting unit of the Florida State game, opening snap, game one, play one uh, at left tackle. I think Emory Jones has a great chance to be on the field very early in his career, and it wouldn't surprise me if he started game one either. Uh, at the interior spot, a guy right here out of Baton Rouge. But Brad Davis has done a tremendous job of, of, of bringing in players there. I mean, the transfer portal was kind to the LSU offensive line, but he had, he had playing time for sale. You know, I mean, he, had, if he, he was out there selling, if you want to play, you can come to LSU and be in competition immediately. And getting guys like Miles Frazier from Florida Atlantic or Florida International, he's played a ton of football, Tremont Shorts from East Tennessee State, who's played a ton of football, uh, and even having guys on the roster that, you know, I mean, are expected to really develop. Anthony Bradford, Charles Turner, Marlon Martinez, Marcus Doomerville, guys that are, you know, back in the program, another year mature, another year stronger, um, and another year motivated. You know, I mean, I've heard a lot of good things about Xavier Hill, a guy who's been in the program for a while. At one point, he was committed to Alabama throughout his recruitment. You know, I mean, I think there's expectation in the third season. He needs to be on the field. And, you know, LSU's got offensive line play available. And, you know, they got guys there that, that, that it's their time. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's past due on some guys in their time. But, you know, they get a fresh start with a new face and a guy in Brad Davis that he was there last year, but now he's really got his feet underneath him. He's got a couple of, you know, his recruits in the room and, uh, look, e, they're going to have growing pains, man. Anytime you've got true freshmen or multiple true freshmen on an mm-hmm. offensive line in the SEC, you know, you're going to have to go through some setbacks. But, you know, I, I ultimately believe that they can compete with the group that they have. And, you know, it'll be fun to watch this crew develop over the course of the season. They'll be so young and inexperienced in some places that, um, you know, it, it'll be fun to watch them grow and get better. Yeah, one of those places I want to ask you about, although there is, there is some, some uh, experienced uh, players that came over, is the secondary. You might need a program to be able to keep up with what's going on back there. How good do you think they are? Some guys have SEC experience and have come over, but how good they are? There's a big reputation to be able to live up to with DBU. Uh, how do you think this group's going to be? Look, I think at one point you're going to look back there, Ian, you're going to have four transfers in the field. A guy like Seven Banks from Ohio State, Greg Brooks and Joe Fusha from, from Arkansas. And, you know, you could have Makai Gardner from, from Louisiana or you could have Jarek Bernard Converse from Oklahoma State. This is a collection of a lot of new guys um, from, from uh, all over that have played a lot of football. <laughs> you know, I mean, like they, they, they come in with a lot of experience, but they, they don't have a lot of chemistry playing together. So, um, I believe that they've also done a good job of going out and getting that room competitive. I'm anxious to see how they respond. But, you, look, you got guys back there, too, like Jay Ward, who's very familiar with the standard of DBU. Sage Ryan came in very highly recruited last season, expected you know, to have a, uh, you know, a, a semi-breakout-type season where he can kind of announce who he is and, and, and establish his role on the team. So, um, you know, I think that you, another position where you've got – 
you got guys, you got a lot of unknown, but you could look up weeks two, three, four and say, Hey man, they, they got it. They got a group. They got a, they got a good group that's come together and they got good coaches back there and Kerry cooks and Robert steeples. And, you know, Matt house, obviously the defensive coordinator knows uh, and, and, and understands what LSU is from his time at Kentucky and, and the emphasis that it takes to put on the defensive backfield. And, um, you know, I, I'm anxious to see how that group responds. That's, that's definitely one of the big question marks here uh, throughout the, the, the start of training camp is how these guys can gel and, and find their way together and, and see what the production can add up to once these games start on September 4th. Buddy of mine knew you were coming on the program today, wanted me to ask you about Sheldon, uh, Shelton Sampson and, and, again, yeah. the possibility of him signing with LSU. Yeah, look, I think LSU's in a great spot with Shelton Sampson, and he's actually going to announce live on our platform on Saturday at 3 o'clock from Catholic High School. And he's a five-star wide receiver from right here out of Baton Rouge um, that, you know, I mean, he is a, a, a testing uh, freak. Uh, you know, I mean, sub 4440 plus 40-inch vertical, crazy times on the cone drill. Just, I mean, you put him out in, in, in a combine, and he's going to shine. He's obviously a big playmaker at wide receiver. It's come down to LSU, Florida State, Texas A&M, and Alabama. I think it's really a two-horse race between Alabama, uh, excuse me, between uh, LSU and Florida State. His former high school coach, Gabe Fertitta at Catholic High, is now on, on the Florida State staff. Former St. Aug head coach, David Johnson, is the wide receivers coach at, at, at Florida State. He's done a tremendous job of recruiting Shelton. And I think, you know, really giving the Samson something to think about is, as commitment time is, is kind of creeping up here Saturday at 3 o'clock. I ultimately believe that LSU wins out uh, on Saturday, but I don't think that that means that it's over. You know, I think that uh, both Florida State, LSU, even Texas A&M and Alabama will continue to, te- to, to recruit Shelton through mm-hmm. his senior season. Um, but, but I believe that LSU will get the hat and the call on Saturday at 3 o'clock. On your platform, by the way. Yes, absolutely, on the Jordy Collada they- Show YouTube page. There you go. Jordy, thanks for the time. we are checking in with you every week now. Uh, why don't you tell folks all about your program, how folks can follow you on social media. Give it all to us. Yeah, easy to find us on uh, at Colada Show. We're going to have a lot of videos coming out here over the next 20, 30 minutes with LSU football practice uh, getting going today, this afternoon. We got our crew out there, our video guys, our, our social media team. So we will be uh, painting your timelines uh, with LSU content so make sure you're following us on all the platforms whether it is instagram twitter facebook tiktok uh at colada show uh you can catch us on youtube uh every morning seven to nine a.m uh and uh, our, our great partners as he was talking about over at wafb get get the app uh to keep up with the weather report storm season on the horizon so uh if you want a little cheat code or a cheat sheet uh of what the weather is looking like uh download the wafb app today Beautiful. Thanks as always, my friend. We'll check in with you next week. And as always, man, great job. Looking forward to it, Eve. Thank you, man. See you. And so that's Jordy Collada again, seven to nine YouTube. Jordy Collada show. Plus, look, hey, just just subscribe. I mean, you know, on on Facebook, on, on Twitter, whatever your social media platforms are. Again, you're just going to get great information and excerpts of the show constantly. Hey, don't forget Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. AC breaks down even after hours. A Burkhardt employee will answer the phone, and a Burkhardt employee will be out there to get you repaired. Uh, during regular business hours, 15 trucks in the field, 30 minute courtesy call before they come to your home or business. Only doing the work that's necessary. You can trust Burkhardt. I've trusted the Burkharts for, uh, for, again, decades. 
decades. We'll never cheat you, never gouge you, and, of course, uh, only doing the work that's necessary. Uh, authorized to service all brands. Authorized to sell some of the top brands in the industry. Can't go wrong with Burkhardt. Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. ACPromise.com. ACPromise.com. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Oduwan's Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant, and the Hideout Bar. All are open seven days a week. All are open late. Lunch, dinner uh, for uh, for uh, Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant, Oduwan's Cookery, and Mambo's, and of course, uh, uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner at Oceana. You can't beat it. That's the Oceana Family of Restaurants. We'll be right back. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Hi, Eric Asher. I'm here with my good friend Mike Delahousie of the TikTok Cafe. Hey, Eric, 17 years later, we're still open 24-7. Yeah, your sign ought to read, sorry, we're open. Come on, man, 24 hours a day? You know how tough that is? That's a real service to the community. Yeah, the Poison Control Center is open 24 hours, too. Uh, the TikTok Cafe, where the gluten is always free, intersection of I-10 and Causeway, also known as the intersection of salmonella and high cholesterol. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com and tell them Eric sent you. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. And get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti, in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yep, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now, but I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. 
Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code BEAT for a $5 bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime, right to your bank account, PayPal, or gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code BEAT for a $5 bonus on your first tank. That's code BEAT. Demand different. Demand Dudley DeBosier. If you've been injured in a crash and the insurance company is forcing you to play defense, it's easy to make the wrong move. Don't let them cost you a big win. Demand Dudley DeBosier, the official injury lawyers of the New Orleans Saints. It could be a game-changing decision. Supporting the Saints, fighting for Saints fans, that's the Dudley DeBosier difference. Call 504-444-4444. That's 504-444-4444. Chad Dudley, New Orleans. LA 22-13581. All right, welcome back to Inside New Orleans. I want to thank Jordy Collada, the Jordy Collada Show. That's a can't-miss program for you each and every morning, 7 to 9 on YouTube. And, of course, Gary Smith of the Wave Report, NOLA.com, the Times Picayune, for joining us on the program. Ross Jackson will join us at 5.35. I'm taking the, uh, the, the first uh, segment out of the box at 5 o'clock. A lot to talk about there. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. Stick around, won't you? with my good friend Mike Delahousie of the TikTok Cafe. What'd you say to Eric? Hey, did I ever tell you have like the perfect face for radio? No, Mike. Did I ever tell you that you have the perfect 24-hour diner? Hey, bud. No, as a matter of fact, you haven't. That's because you don't. Come on, man. You know that ain't nice. And uh, neither is your help. Oh, man. Then why do you eat here so often? Well, my wife says that I'm a glutton. For punishment, the TikTok Cafe, where the video poker is always hot, 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 Causeway and I-10, better known as the intersection of E. coli and salmonella. If you're in the market for a quality used car, come visit us at Southern Tire Auto Sales. We have a large selection of pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs for every taste and budget. Every pre-owned vehicle on the lot has been carefully inspected for safety and quality. At Southern Tire Auto Sales, we'll only sell you the best used vehicles, and we'll never sell you something we wouldn't buy ourselves. Financing is available. Hickory and Airline and Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery.
the truth. You can't handle the truth. You talking to me? You talking to me? You talking to me? What we've got here is failure to communicate. Stick to the truth is what you're good at. Inside New Orleans, Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock, 4 to 6 weekdays right here on 106.1 FM NASH Icon, iHeart Radio app, TuneIn Radio app, our digital platforms, NASHFM1061.com, EricAsher.com on the World Wide Web, and of course our podcast is everywhere. Anchors our home base on your favorite podcasting platform. Our social media platforms, at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. Uh, the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports featured uh, award-winning journalist Les East today. Great job by Les. Uh, you can check us out tonight at 6 o'clock on WLAE-TV, 10 o'clock on The Deuce. Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock on WLAE. And then, of course, uh, Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on The Deuce, Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. It'll be on our social media platforms this evening, uh, already on the WLE-TV YouTube page. It'll be on ericasher.com by the end of the weekend. Uh, as always, again, uh, we appreciate you checking out the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports. And uh, plenty of ways to do it now um, uh, with, again, the YouTube, our social media platforms, plenty of ways to be able to catch the program. Today's program is brought to you by uh, the Oceana Family of Restaurants. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, uh, the Hideout Bar, and yes, the Mothership, the one that started it all, Oceana Grill, Bourbon de Conti in the French Quarter, voted top uh, 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor, and they're open seven days a week, and they're open late. They open early, and they open late. Uh, again, uh, 8 a.m. in the morning until 1 a.m. in the morning. That's a long day, and they are serving for you. Home in New Orleans, best breakfast if you love breakfast. And, I mean, if you're one of those individuals that like to go to different restaurants just to taste breakfast, make Oceana one of your favorites. Again, put them on your list because they tell you, once you get there and taste the breakfast there, that will be one of your go-to places for breakfast, I promise you. Uh, Cajun Creole cuisine uh, that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic menu for you. But, but really, again, I don't do the menu justice by just saying Cajun Creole cuisine because the menu has so much on it. You know, a fantastic burger. Uh, again, the uh, the the, the um, 
Mardi Gras pasta dish was one of my favorites. Uh, the, the barbecue rib will little, literally, again, melt in your mouth, okay? Um, uh, steaks, I mean, uh, there's so many different uh, items on, on that menu. That's why I've said before, like I got a finicky eater in my daughter, okay? Uh, when, you go to, when we've eaten at Oceana Grill, they're, they're, she had no problem in finding something to eat. I can promise you that. And if you got one of those in your family, you will be, you'll be happy you brought them over to Oceana Grill because uh, soup, salads, you name it, they got you covered over at Oceana Grill when it comes to the menu. And then, of course, fantastic cocktails. I, I am amazed in, in my time, and I was there for almost a decade, every single Thursday broadcasting live. And when, they, when the waiters and waitresses would bring out the drinks from the bar, and literally, again, I mean, how many times do you hear oohs and ahs from, from again, like your, from, from, the, uh, from, from the other uh, uh, patrons in the restaurant? And that's the, you know, just a very, very, uh, uh, first of all, great uh, spirits uh, that, that are the base of the cocktails. But, again, very, very um, uh, uh, good bartenders, great bartenders that, um, I'm telling you right now, they do some great things. And just gotta, you gotta, you got to see it to believe, but you got to taste it to try it. And, and, and just enjoy, again, a cocktail over at, um, over at Oceana Grill. they got a French Quarter courtyard that's authentic, beautiful by day, spectacular by night. They're also dog-friendly. Find private rooms for your next event. They can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests. And, again, they can put on a party at Oceana Grill. Uh, you know, from the catering to, again, the group, the group that they have that, again, that, that puts on, the, uh, on the, your extravaganza, that, that puts your party on, uh, that, again, the attention to detail is second to none. And then, and then of course, uh, you know, as I've mentioned, when they're not utilizing that space for, um, for a party, they, they open it up. So, again, people don't have to stand in line waiting to get an Oceana. Uh, Family-friendly? But again, a place where you can in, enjoy a time with friends, family, maybe trying to close that business deal. Oceanagrill.com is how you find out more. Oceana Grill is always the best time off Bourbon Street. Open 8 a.m. until 1 a.m. seven days a week. All right, folks, let's get, let's get to it. Um, I want to start off, first of all, with, again, uh, the, the, the Sean Watson saga. And we found out, again, that the uh, NFL it was uh, appealing the ruling. Uh, Roger Goodell could have been the... Uh, uh, the, the designee to hear the disciplinary decision that involved uh, Cleveland uh, Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson. He has now designated uh, Peter C. Harvey, uh, the former new, uh, attorney of New, Jer- of New Jersey. He was the attorney general of New Jersey. He was a partner in, in a high-powered law firm in New York. He's been a federal prosecutor. He's been involved in criminal law, domestic uh, violence, sexual assault. He's advised the NFL and other professional leagues on the development of, again, uh, workplace policies, including, again, part of the NFL's personal conduct policy. So, again, that's the, again he's part, part of that. Uh, he is going to be the commissioner's designee on this, uh, on this arbitration here. Uh, and uh, it's expected that... Uh, that the uh, that Sean Watson uh, is going to take the NFL to court, okay? Uh, the, because the uh, NFLPA has one more day uh, to to um, uh, to, to uh, put in their uh, denial on this, and then uh, and then we'll see uh, we'll see uh, at that point. This is the other thing: there is no timeline on when Harvey can rule on this. It can happen tomorrow, happen next week, happen next next. There's no timeline in in, in the bylaws. So he can take his time. Uh, with that said, we'll see how that's going to play out. They're asking NFL wants an indefinite suspension. They they want a hefty fine, and and they, and they want him to get they want Watson to get treatment. Uh, 
remember he was given six games by uh, Sue Robinson, the arbitrator uh, that was selected by both the NFLPA and the NFL. Uh, and uh, as the part of the appeal process, uh, the commissioner can take over or he can designate someone as a part of the appeal. So we'll see how that plays out. More than likely, Deshaun Watts is not going to play this year. Uh, it's going to be a long, drawn-out thing. Again, they're going to try to bring up uh, the fact that there is a double standard between the owners and the players. Uh, they'll probably bring out the Rob, the Bob, Robert Kraft situation with, again, the happy endings at the uh, was it Florida Hotel during the Super Bowl uh, and probably go through and talk about what's going on up in Washington with the commanders and, and Daniel Schneider, not to mention, uh, you know, Stephen Ross and the situation up in Cleveland with both those guys, allegedly, those owners allegedly uh, uh, asking their coaches to lose games so they get better draft picks, uh, draft, draft slots for their draft picks. So. Yeah, NFL's got some problems, some real problems in terms of ownership. There's no doubt about it. Okay, right now, I'll be honest with you. Uh, Ross shouldn't be owning a team. He ought to be gone. Schneider should be gone. Okay, Cleveland should have a new owner uh, at the very least. Those three need to go, um, you know, based on what we've seen. And look, let me say this. Houston Texans aren't out of this either. Okay, they, 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 surprised, they supplied the hotel room, okay, which is a private hotel that you need a membership to go, okay, for Deshaun Watson, and the non-disclosure agreements. So his secure, the security of the, of the Houston Texans, that's why they settled out of court, ladies and gentlemen. Okay? So, where, again, where is the, where is the, uh, the, the, the punitive uh, um, uh, punishment against the Houston Texans from the league? Wait a minute. I'm waiting. I hear crickets. Yeah. Just like I'm waiting on the Saints to be able to get uh, draft pick compensation for the tampering of Sean Payton. I'm waiting on that, too. I guess I'll wait till the 12th and never. Um. Lattimore left practice early today with a trainer according to John Hendricks. Uh, no word on that. Taysom Hill was back at practice this afternoon. Here's one that made this is a head-scratcher for me, okay? Uh, the Saints worked out Kiki Alonso, who played pretty well for the Saints on special teams a few years back, remember? Uh, John Bostic, another linebacker, and Anthony Hitchens, another linebacker. Here's what I don't get. Can I say it again? You're going to say it, E, you're hung up on Quan Alexander. Yes, you're working out these linebackers. Are you telling me you're looking for more depth? Or is this one of these situations where you're just looking for, again, get, getting a, a thumbnail card on the guy in case something happens during the year, and, and, again, you have to go outside of the organization to get to get a linebacker? I don't know what it is, but if you're signing one of these guys, why don't you sign Quan? And there's another one. Anthony Barr signed with the Cowboys yesterday, former Minnesota, former Minnesota Viking linebacker. Look, I don't know how much he's got left in the tank, but when he was at his best, he was a very, very good linebacker. And if you're looking for a depth with a veteran, I mean, just I'm, I'm blown away. I am. I'm blown away by that. We'll see how it plays out. Look, I'm hoping. I believe Pete Werner is going to be able to be start, is going to start, and he's going to, he's going to play well for this team. He's got to stay healthy. Um, we've seen um, – Caden Ellis show flashes, right? Um, you know, son of Luther Ellis. He's a you know a son of a, of a um, NFL uh, former NFL great, um, and he showed flashes. Bond is a square is a really a square peg in a round hole. He's a pass rusher. They're trying they're trying to make into a guy that can play in space. We'll see if it plays out. Uh, Eric w- uh, Wilson is again a guy that's a veteran from from the, the from the Texans. Uh, he may be the backup there. We'll see uh, again ultimately again uh, how he shakes out in camp, but. Man, if you're looking for linebackers, you had one out there. I don't know what Quan, sound, Quan signed for, but it couldn't have been that much. Speaking of linebackers, Saints great Sam Mills is going to be inducted into the NFL Hall of Fame this weekend. Uh, great honor for Sam Mills, another Saint now that, again, that, that is there. Um, and, uh, you know, congratulations to him and his family. Only thing is, you know, again, I'm not, you know, they say you, go, you, you don't go in, you know, you go in as a Saint or whatever. I don't know if he's going in as a Saint or a Panther. 
You know, I mean, uh, for years I've been uh, for years I have been campaigning for a statue of the Dome Patrol, okay, in, in front of the dome. And at some point, at one of the entrances in the dome, and we have not seen that happen yet. Now, again, I bet you we're going to see a, a breeze, tro- a breeze uh, statue before it's all said and done, right? If, if Peyton wouldn't have left the Saints in a lurch, maybe you would have saw one of him eventually. But why, again, the hesitation on, on, that, on that statue of the Dome Patrol? Meanwhile, again, Sam Mills has this statue out in front of the Carolina uh, um, uh, Stadium for, for um, well over a decade now. So we'll, so we'll see how that plays out. Congratulations to Sam Mills' family, Sam Mills. One of the all-time greats, uh, again played more time in New Orleans than he played with with any other with any other team, either USFL or NFL. Uh, I consider my own, and uh, it, it is long overdue. And uh, you know, congratulations, and I'm looking forward to the ceremony over the weekend. Do you want to shift gears for a moment? The mayor made a stunt. The mayor again was shamed into not going to Singapore last week. Claimed that again she was going to be embedded with the with the NOPD. She claimed she has been she was that she has been embedded with the NOPD. And they, they had a press conference, her and the chief today. Look, I, I'm trying not to be critical. I swear I'm trying not to be critical. At least, you know, at least she's trying here. But please. She said today, the first thing she said, she wants out of the consent decree. I, I've been saying it for years, okay, on this program. My gosh, go back, okay, to, to again, the inception of, of the consent decree and what I talked about in 2012. Okay, and we and I, and I mentioned this in this program before. Look at every city in the aftermath of a consent decree and what's happened. I've seen things that are happening here. Police leave. Uh, the, the in a lot of places, the 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 uh, police uh, force is is in worse shape after the consent decree ends than than than, than when it began. I'm not saying again we didn't have problems in the NOPD in terms of constitutional policing, but I'm saying again that at seven million dollars a year uh, since 2012, uh, we've been we're in a situation where it's not been money well spent. Uh, and as a matter of fact, it's going to hurt the NOPD. Uh, but it's, it's, it's so much deeper than the consent decree, okay? And, and the, the mayor cannot, cannot, mayor has no control over the consent decree, okay? Uh, she petitioned in, 20, in 2020 to get out of it. Judge Susie Morgan has done nothing about it. She's going to petition again to, uh, next week to get out of it. But here's what I don't understand. If the one thing that, that, that she does have control over is, is the Public Integrity Bureau. If you read the surveys, the exit surveys for the NLPD office that are leaving, one of the things they talk about constantly, again, is the Public Integrity Bureau. And, uh, again, for the life of me, uh, I, I can't understand why, why she can't figure it out. All she has to do is go talk to Eric Kessler, who, again, is, is, the, is the head of, um, of, um, of uh, Pano, okay? Officers feel like that, again, that they get nitpicked, um, officers feel like again that they're 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 overjudicious, uh, and they feel like again that you know they're being spied on constantly. She could control that. She could disband the PIB, although I don't think that should happen. Put new new individuals in place there. Change the rules. That's something she can do. She has no control over the consent decree. Susie Morgan does. So you can come out and say we're getting rid of the consent decree. We did that two years ago and it didn't happen. But you could do something right now to maybe, again, stem the tide of police officers leaving. And that means, again, taking a hard look at what's going on inside PIB. Because that's where the complaints are coming from, from the NLPD officers. It's mind-blowing to me, okay? Now, she also said they're going to add a civilian force to handle non-emergency calls, like car accidents and, of course, being put in the office doing doing office work. Look, we've been talking about that for years on this program. Here's the problem. So have the last three mayors, Nagan, Landrew, Cantrell. 
You know what has to happen? They gotta change state law. How many legislative sessions have we had where they could have changed state law to allow this to happen? Now, when you have less than a thousand police officers, you want to talk about it? The next session is not until next year. So we gotta wait a year on this? If you knew this was an issue and you had to because you said it, Landrew said it, Nagan said it. Why didn't you put something in place, legislation, let a New Orleans legislator go to Baton Rouge and, again, put that up, and then ultimately, again, we would be in a situation where now you could hire someone in the office to do the reports. You could hire, again, a civilian force to go out there and take care of non-emergency situations like car accidents. But they haven't done it. It's lip service, ladies and gentlemen. It's lip service. She's going to loosen the rules on facial hair and nail polish. I guess that's going to keep a lot of cops around. Uh, more recognition ceremonies, quicker promotions. Well, when you got less than 1,000 cops, everybody's getting promoted. Are you kidding me? you got to fill the void of those that are leaving. Uh, I mean, it, look, it's like she read the survey, but she didn't get it. She just didn't get it. She talked about, uh, again, a draconian uh, form of discipline when it comes to PIB. So get in there and fix PIB. Fix it. You can do that. You're the mayor. Um, then she said something, and, and, the, and the chief did something that, again, is just categorically false. She claims that, again, officers feel beaten back by the lack of community support. Let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. I have not heard one New Orleanian, not one New Orleanian ever say that they're upset with, the, with a New Orleans police officer, police officers or police as a group. I think everybody knows they're doing their best. They know that their hands are tied because of the consent decree. They know also, again, the situation with PIB. They also understand that, again, because of, again, the loss of so many police officers, that, again, that they're, they're constantly, again, uh, working shorthanded. I've never heard anyone, again, uh, uh, come out and, and, and again, uh, not support the, the police. She also went on to say, again, that, again, the police feel like, feel like again, the media and, and elected officials are attacking them. The media and the elected officials, i.e. the city council, are attacking NOPD leadership and the administration. Nobody's attacking, again, the, 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 the police officers out there patrolling. Are you kidding me? We are grateful they're still here. So, again, she just doesn't get it. And this is the thing that, that gets me about all this. And I remember this. I, I had Ronald Serpes, the, uh, the, the NOPD police chief under Landrieu, on my program once a month over at Oceana Grill. And one of the first things Ronald told me on and off the air was, E, he goes, not going to be the way it was before. We are no longer at the NOPD going to be the employer of last resort. Where, again, if you can't get on at McDonald's, you could get on with the NOPD. And, folks, in just a short period of time, there was a time when, again, that was, that was starting to change. You could see it, right? But in a short period of time, we have seen that change back to, again, the NOPD is now, again, the employer of last resort. So you can't get a job anywhere else, go be an NOPD officer. I mean, how embarrassing it is it to have a, again, the, the, rank, the, the ranks are shrinking right now, okay, because police officers are fed up. As I said before, they're not leaving law enforcement. They're going to Jefferson Parish. They're going to St. Charles Parish. They're going to the North Shore. They're jumping on with, the, with again, uh, the, their federal partners, okay? The feds are taking on, on, on these NOPD officers. And I'm telling you, the majority of the ones that I grew up with that are still around are, are, have moved to JPSO and have moved to the feds. So I know that firsthand. But my gosh, just, they're so out of touch when, when, it, when, it comes, when it comes to the NOPD. And, and, and to be pointing fingers at the media and the community and, and at the city council, give me a break. Look in the mirror. I mean, you, you, look, you've been partying for the last five years and have ignored the situation. 
I've said this before. The, 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 the situation that we had with COVID, and I'm not downplaying it, ladies and gentlemen, okay? But I'm saying the lockdowns had little to do with COVID and everything to do with, again, the lack of police protection in this city. She was able to shut down the city, shut down the tourist industry, because she didn't have enough cops. And now she's being caught red-handed on it because there, there are even less cops now. And I don't know, again, how you're going to plug the dike on this one. I just don't. I just, I mean, again, it takes, it's going to take a decade or more to be able to refill the NOPD. Now, I, I do, look, I applaud her for doing, trying to do some things that maybe, again, cosmetic things that will maybe keep some of the rank and file happy now. But there's some fundamental issues within, within NOPD leadership that has to be changed and within the NOPD. And I'll be honest with you, I don't think she's got the wherewithal to do it. I just don't. I don't think, again, and nor do I think she really cares. We, again, we put her on the hot seat, the citizens and the media, uh, but taking all these trips. And don't think for a second that now, again, that, again, that, that, that there won't be more trips in the future. Now, I know the city council was taking up a, a, an ordinance today that would not allow uh, the mayor or any other elected official to, to utilize more than $1,000, I think it's a year, on, on travel. So we'll see how that plays out. But um, just a mess, man. Just a mess. And, you know, the, the, that now the, the response times... Two and a half hours? I mean, my gosh. I mean, just very frustrating. I love my city, man. I love my city. I hurt for every day for what's happening in my city right now. Uh, but, again, it comes down to 28% of the people voted in the election. 28% decided on, on a beautiful day in New Orleans. It was not in climate weather that day. Again, 28% decided to get off their ass and go to the voting booth. That's it. You know who that was? Her constituents. So the rest of you sat home, and look what we're dealing with now. Period. The end. Look in the mirror. Next time, show up and vote. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. Uh, again, don't forget about my friends over at Southern Tire, Hickory and Airline, and Metairie, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. If you are looking for a place where you can trust your vehicle, look, if it's, if it's in warranty, you bring it to the dealership. But once it's out of warranty, it's on you. Okay, you got to make sure you keep that that uh, up with that car. Now, look, some people can do it themselves, and if you can, man, you're huh, God bless you. You're a lucky guy, lucky gal. If not, you got to have a company you can trust. I've trusted against Southern Tire uh, for decades. Number one, it's a family-owned and operated business. The Piazza family have been at it since 1972. There's no way you stay in the car uh, repair business, the tire business, since 1972 unless you're honest, reliable, and taking care of your customers. And then, of course, the largest selection of tires in the metropolitan area. Something fits everyone's budget. They're not just going high end. they got something for everyone's budget, so you choose the tire that fits your budget, that fits your vehicle. And then ASC certified technicians, same, same certification you get the, at the dealerships, with, again, the diagnostic equipment that rivals what the dealerships have. The same stuff they have, even more. Because Tony Piazza decided a long time ago, I am going to invest in, in, in again, this equipment. Uh, and the state-of-the-art equipment that is going to help us help our customers. It is Southern Tire. Got, you got a fleet account that you're in charge of? Maybe it's your personal vehicle? Before you hit the road, trust Southern Tire. Hickory and Airline and Metairie open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6, Saturday from 8 to 3. 504-737-1558 is the phone number. Go to southerntire.com and check out all the service they provide for their customers. It's Southern Tire, Hickory and Airline and Metairie, owned by the Piazza family since 1972. All right, folks, uh, uh, Ross Jackson is going to be coming up in a couple minutes. We'll get his take on the New Orleans Saints and, uh, and what happened at camp today. Uh, Ross is going to be a regular weekly contributor to our program. Don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com. If you're in the market for a new system, think Burkhardt. 
Remember, authorized to sell some of the top brands in the industry, financing available for you, and, of course, then you got Burkhardt standing behind it. they got a crew. All they do is put is install air conditioning systems, commercial and residential, and they're treating your home like their home, your business like their home. They understand, again, the inconvenience of having an AC system uh, torn out of, your, out of your home and then put back in, uh, and they are the experts. Uh, every detail that's out there, they're following it, and, of course, doing the job that's, not, that's the right the first time. And, if, look, for some reason there's an issue, Burkhardt is not afraid to come back and again and make you happy as the customer, okay, because it happens. Sometimes in, in, when, it, when you have a situation in construction, things don't go right. I know. I've been around it, again, uh, a large part of my life. And, uh, you know, you just got to be patient. You got to have the right person to deal with. John Burkhardt, his sons Jason and Josh, his wife Kathy's in the office. I'm telling you, just a quality family and, again, a quality company. Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, and Hideout Bar. All are open late, all are open seven days a week. Get on over there and enjoy a meal or a cocktail at the Oceana Family of Restaurants. Ross Jackson's up next. I'm Eric Asher. Don't move. New Orleans, the North Shore, and worldwide at NashFM1061.com. Country for Life, 1061, Nash Icon. This report is sponsored by Lowe's. Shop the new appliance truckload event at Lowe's going on now. They have a large selection of refrigerators, ranges, and more from the brands you trust. Plus, get store-wide savings on other in-stock categories. Shop the event online or in-store now while supplies last. Valid through 817. Still working an accident on 10 eastbound near the Bonnet Carey Spillway. Also, in the meantime, look out for accidents. Two-lane at South Galvez and also Washington Avenue at South Carrollton. In the meantime, delays remain heavy if you're traveling on 10 eastbound right at the bonnet carry spillway to the airport and then delays pick back up 10 eastbound from just past city park to the high rise 10 westbound delays a steady from elysian fields to canal and delays pick back up on 10 westbound from bonneville to the airport on the 610 on the westbound side your delays are solid from just before canal boulevard to the 10610 merge and on the eastbound side from st bernard to the 10610 merge if you're traveling eastbound along the west bank expressway and the crescent city connection delays are steady from stomp boulevard to the claiborne Earhart exit also in the meantime delays are steady if you're traveling westbound along the west bank expressway from just past ames boulevard to avondale i'm at robinson broadcasting from the attorney mike brandner traffic center on the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. At Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, their number one priority is treating people right. Take it from me, Eric Asher. It means getting there quickly in an emergency. They'll be on time and do a perfect job. And it means they promise to give everyone a fair price every time. 
So if you're looking for a better experience from your generator AC company, or you just got a big quote from someone else and you want a second opinion, let the folks at Burkhart earn your trust and treat you right. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. And get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti, in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. Are you looking to add more ground clearance or enjoying your terrains? Or you want to improve the ride quality and hauling capacity of your car, truck, or SUV? Then Southern Tire has the answer. We are your lift and leveling kit experts. If you enjoy going off-road, Southern Tire has the lift kit for your vehicle. Our suspension lift kits will increase ground clearance and the performance of your vehicle. Hickory and Airline and Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment. I'll go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock. Today's program, every Thursday, brought to you by our friends at the Oceana Family of Restaurants. Oceana Grill, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, Old New Orleans Cookery, and, of course, Mambo's. Have you been to Mambo's? Come on, man. been talking about Mambo's for a couple years now. You haven't been there, have you? Come on. Get, get on down to Bourbon Street and enjoy Mambo's. 411 Bourbon Street. I'm telling you, three floors of the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Uh, first of all, you walk in the first floor, beautiful picture windows that overlook Bourbon Street. You can dine, get a table right up uh, by the windows and just kind of watch the craziness. Uh, there's a bar in the middle of the restaurant, beautiful uh, uh, seating on both sides. As you walk toward the back, there's a beautiful courtyard, authentic French Quarter courtyard. Beautiful by day, spectacular by night. Look, we don't expect you to take the steps up all the way up to the third floor, right? Take that elevator, go to the second floor, the doors open up. Uh, you've got a Bourbon Street balcony with a, with a bar. Uh, again, a lot of seating out there. You can dine. You can, you can, uh, you can have cocktails there. Take the, uh, the elevator to the third floor. The doors open. You see the beautiful bar. And as you look to your left, Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. It's absolutely spectacular. You can dine. You can have, uh, you can have cocktails there. The menu is absolutely fantastic. Cajun Creole cuisine. Uh, magnificent cocktails for you. Also, again, uh, just, again, a great, great uh, a group of individuals that, you know, from the chef in the back all the way to the managers to, again, the, the wait staff, uh, the bartenders, they're looking out for you. Uh, uh, part of the Oceana family of restaurants, open for lunch and dinner seven days a week. You want to find out more, go to mambonola.com. And then, of course, when you finish up there, go right next door to the hideout bar. Over 300-year-old building, uh, a courtyard setting, also indoors, live music every day, music, food, drink, and you can't beat it. Right there in the 400 block of Bourbon Street, 411 Bourbon Street. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's in the Hideout Bar, all part of the Oceana family of restaurants. All right, joining us on the program now, our good friend Ross Jackson, who, wait a minute, he broke the Internet last week. Yes, he did. Uh I don't normally track the the, uh, the the YouTube views. I mean, I look at it every now and then, uh, but after I, my uh, my director William Hill, uh, uh, you know, gave me a clue that he goes, he goes, we got a heck of a lot of views on YouTube this uh, on, with, with Ross. I went and looked at it. I think last time I checked, it was like 1.6 thousand and counting, uh, and I think we average about 500, uh, five to 600 a, a week on on, on that. So. Congratulations, Ross Jackson, and, and again, the, the, you're following, my friend, because you broke the internet last week. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm I'm grateful that I uh, got to have my contr- uh, contribution to the wonderful team. 
over at WLAE. I, I really uh, appreciate that. Such a pleasure to be able to join you guys, and glad to glad to see the success there. And, uh, no, every, and I got a lot of great feedback too, Ross. I mean, people wanted you back. <laughs> Get Ross back on. Make him a regular. He's going to come back on. He's going to be back with us again. I'll be back. Uh, of course, of <laughs> Locked On Saints podcast, Saints Wire, and, and of course, the newest member of CrestedySports.com. Ross, how you doing today, bud? Oh, I'm doing great. Doing great. Glad to be uh, inside today. We had a we were back yeah. uh, outdoors for practice today, and yeah, we were we were graced with a, a little bit of a blessing with a bit of an overcast for a little while, but it didn't last very long. <laughs> right. Why don't you take us before I jump into some spe- specifics? Just give us your overall synopsis of, of of practice today, and then if you would, kind of move into what you've seen through the week. I think if you were one of the lucky fans that got to observe practice today, you kind of saw this microcosm of representation of what the New Orleans Saints training camp has been so far. We have days where the defense has been dominant. We've had days where the offense has been dominant. That indoor practice just a few days ago where, you know, uh, Jameis Winston was near perfect throughout the big 50-yard touchdown pass to Deontay Hardy and earlier that week, a big, you know, 60-yard touchdown pass to Chris Olave. So, you kind of saw those moments sort of from practice to practice. Today, you saw kind of a smaller representation of that, which was the offense and defense just going back and forth all throughout practice. So in one-on-ones, you saw guys like Deontay Hardy win on a big double move and score a touchdown, but then turn around and Paul Sinadivo and Bradley Roby have back-to-back interceptions off of some great coverage. You look at the um, 11-on-11 drills, full-team drills, you're seeing – Paulson Debo break up passes, but then you're watching guys like Jarvis Landry snag one-hand catches coming across the field as uh, Andy Dalton scrambling to the outside. Trevor Penning got a lot of first-team reps today, looked good in some reps, but then linebackers beat him on the inside on two straight plays as well. So you saw a lot of back and forth and sort of the tug of war in a situation where it would be hard to declare a winner for today's practice. So I think that that's pretty good and representative of what the New Orleans Saints practice has been on a day-by-day basis, but today the back and forth was all throughout practice. Ross, when you look at the week in its entirety thus far, what has stuck out to you? Uh, Paul Sandivo certainly is one of them. You know, we, we kind of expected, based upon what Dennis Allen's comments were after drafting Alante Taylor, the cornerback out of Tennessee in the second round, in this year's NFL draft, that there was going to be a bit more of a competition at cornerback two, the cornerback the spot opposite Marshall and Lattimore. Um, Paulson Adebo, every single practice, has had a pass breakup, or today he added an interception uh, in one-on-one. And he has just been outstanding. And he is in a situation where Alante Taylor and Bradley Roby haven't underperformed by any stretch of the imagination. Bradley Roby's actually been really good so far throughout camp. And But Paul Sandibo is just in a situation to where he's not leaving any room for doubt at all that he should be holding on to his starting role from last season. But one of the things that, that also stands out that I just kind of alluded to is Paul Sandibo, uh, Marshawn Lattimore, Bradley Roby, C.J. Garner-Johnson, uh, Alante Taylor. This secondary is so deep this year, and, and that was without me even naming safeties, right? I mean, those were, those were five cornerbacks only. And so that's something else that really stands out is the depth, not only at secondary, but really across the team. Eric, you're seeing it at linebacker. You're seeing it at wide receiver. You're seeing it at running back on the defensive line. There's really a lot of depth on this team, which is something that the Saints 
kind of lost last year over the course of the last two years when the salary cap took a dip. The middle of the roster kind of got, you know, suffered because of that. That is all back now in terms of what you're used to seeing from a depth perspective in New Orleans. That's a really great place for them to be this early in the offseason. Ross Jackson, Locked on Saints podcast, Saints Wire, and also, again, CrestedySports.com is our guest. Ross, now the pads are on. We're getting a little bit more of a, of, a, of a view of, again, how football looks because, again, it's a physical game. Uh, if, there's a, if there's a position that, again, may need some help, uh, what is it, in your opinion? I think um, I would probably throw out tight end, although they, they did just sign someone, right? They just, they just brought in uh, Chris Herndon, who's 2018 draft selection at over 500 yards, his rookie year, four touchdowns. A couple of years later, about 290 so or, or, or so yards and a few touchdowns as well, but got traded to the uh, Minnesota Vikings before last season and didn't really have a lot of opportunity there uh, with the player, with the tight ends that were ahead of him, Irv Smith, Kyle Rudolph, so on and so forth. And so for the Saints to bring in Chris Herndon, it was pretty clear that that's a position that they're looking at adding players to. I asked Dennis Allen about what it was that Herndon showed them during the workouts that ultimately ultimately led to him being signed. And one of the things that Allen mentioned was that you know he looked he, he showed to be a great blocker. He had decent athleticism, and he's you know shown that he can play in the NFL. They can be a player in the NFL, but that, that it's, that's a position, especially right now with Taysom Hill on the sideline, that they could add some talent to and stand to get a look at some additional players. And so I think maybe that's a spot where they could continue to do that. Certainly linebacker is one of those spots. They just, you know, they just kind of address that with uh, reuniting with Kiko Alonso, who, um, you know, suffered that ACL tear back in 2019, hasn't been in the NFL since then, and now comes right. back here to New Orleans. But that feels a little bit more like – They you know, signed him today because I know he worked out. Yeah, yeah, they've, they've ultimately signed him. They worked out three players, including Jonathan right. Bostic and I think Andy mm-hmm. Hitchens was the other. Yes, you're right. Um, yeah. Yeah, but they, they ultimately signed Kiko Alonso. And, and, look, he might just be there for camp and familiarity, right? Right, but still, sure. that's a spot that, you know, you want to continue to have a rotation of players. How the quarterbacks looked? Everybody wants to know about Dalton and Winston. How those guys looked? Yeah, look, I, um, I think that some people have, have wrongly, you know, credited Jameis Winston with an interception today when it comes to Paulson and Debo's interception and one-on-ones. And let's just be honest about that. If If – Jameis Winston would have had another route to go to. He would have gone to the other route. Like, that's not a uh, – Paul Sandibo completely took away any window at all. But it was one-to-one. you got to give the wide receiver a chance, so he did. But I think, I think Jameis has looked really good. I think the difference that you see in each of these quarterbacks is that Jameis has the ability. He's showing you that he can now put touch on the ball in the short and intermediate area, which is really good. That's a good step forward in his progress. But he has the ability to kick it into that next gear to get the ball downfield or to rifle a pass into a small window. Andy Dalton's passes are majority, majority consistent. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of spit on those on those passes, but really good with ball placement. He's very comfortable throwing those crossing routes sort of over the linebackers and in between the the safeties and corners, kind of hitting the hole there. He does a really good job there. So the two quarterbacks are really complementing their plethora of options along the, the, the offensive side, but you certainly see the dynamic uh, is greater with Jameis Winston. And there's always that threat with Jameis that he's going to go downfield, which forces corners and safeties to play a little with a little bit more depth, which sometimes opens up some of these underneath crossing routes or these passes out to the flat, which Jameis has done a good job 
focusing on and paying attention to in his game plan. So you can see where each of these quarterbacks are working on their game, and it's Mm -hmm. benefiting the receivers that they're throwing to, and in turn, the defense that they're throwing against as well, who has to start to counteract all that. You know, Ross, I've heard some say they think they may go with two quarterbacks this year, opening up another spot for another position. Are you in that? Are you in that court? It would be interesting. Um, you know, I, I've I've always sort of hoped that Ian Book would you know find a way to to land and 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 continue to develop. But we're just seeing him run so much, and we're seeing him under so much pressure during training camps of holding on to the passes and, and things like that. That we're not really getting an opportunity to to see him as a quarterback and. And when we do, there's just not a lot of velocity on those passes. So at, at some point, you kind of have to question if the Saints would be comfortable um, moving, not, not moving on from him, but cutting him after the preseason and then moving him over and then signing him to the practice squad. Yep. They're going to have to cut mm-hmm. him in order to get him there, right? Yeah. Um, and so having him there as kind of an emergency quarterback would be a great way to go, which then, as you mentioned, opens up the opportunity for you to keep a sixth um, wide receiver or, yeah. you know, a fourth tight end or an additional offensive line. Defensive back. For your rotation. <laughs> yes, defensive back, right, for that, that very crowded defensive yeah. back. So there's a lot of opportunity there, and uh, I don't know that that's the route that they can go, but the mm-hmm. way that I would say it is that it, it would make perfect sense if they went that way, considering depth elsewhere on the roster and having two starting quarterbacks <laughs> as your starter and your backup, mm-hmm. you now have the freedom to do something like that. And I'm gonna throw Taysom Hill in there as well because he mm-hmm. could be a third third emergency quarterback for you if you need it. Okay, yeah, I mean, he's played the position, he knows than... it. Yeah, you, I mean they, that, that they, to they me would be that, that, that's a usage. Of, that that to me, if you're, you're in crunch time, you're trying to get down to 53. Uh, that's a guy you could say, look, he could be our third emergency quarterback if necessary. That's a great point. It, it's it's a it's a much more preferred alternative than. Uh, Alvin Kamara as the uh, yeah, as the emergency quarterback as as much as he wants it as much as mm-hmm. he wants to throw a pass I think that the team yeah. would much rather have <laughs> have another option to go to yeah he might have more of a chance now with Dennis Allen <laughs> we'll see how that goes <laughs> um, maybe uh, and, and I'm, I'm asking this because maybe I don't want to say obscure but a player that maybe is not a household name that has impressed you during camp thus far that you think maybe has a shot maybe won't not make the active roster but he's a keeper. Yeah, actually, I, that, that's a great question. And I, I think it's a hometown guy. It's Destrahan native Kirk Merritt. Like, we're talking about the, the, the depth at wide receiver. Uh, I think Kirk Merritt has been a standout in camp so far. And if it wouldn't be for Paulson and Debo and Peyton Turner, uh, you'd probably be paying a little bit more attention over to the offense and the players that are standing out on the offense. And, and Merritt's one of those guys. He, he's, he's a bit of a bulkier build in terms of his you know, muscle. Uh, and so, you know, he's, he's a willing blocker, but he's also shown you that he can contribute on special teams. He's also shown you that he has some speed. You know, he's got some afterburners when he gets the ball in his hands as well. And so he's run some nice routes. He's gotten some good opportunities downfield. He's also had some nice catch-and-run opportunities as well. I wouldn't call him as elusive as a Deontay Hardy. That's not necessarily his game. But maybe a little bit closer to what Kalon Baker was expected to be uh, coming into, you know, when they, when they selected him in the draft a couple of years ago as sort mm-hmm. of this guy that turns into – uh, a wide receiver that turns into a running back with the ball in his hands and kind of run through some contact. Kurt Merritt kind of has that opportunity or has that ability, but also has that, those sort of jets. You know, he's got that speed. And so I think that he could be one of those guys that maybe cracks the practice squad, but could be you know, elevated on some certain game plan situations and certain matchup situations. And I'd certainly put Dejon Dixon, the, the nickel state uh, wide receiver and product in that same category as well. When you were on last week, had a, a listener send uh, in, in a question about the running backs, but unfortunately I didn't get it till after you were done. So I'll ask it now. Critique the running backs for us. 
So behind Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram, you know what you have there, right? Um, I would say that your next, high, your next best performer at the position, I'll say it that way, has been uh, Devin Azigbo. Um, Azigbo has been really, really nice uh, so far. During He's had a really, really nice camp. He has shown you that he can contribute in the passing game whether it be behind the line of scrimmage as a, you know, taking a screen and getting upfield or just as a, you know, a dump off option, but even also running some of those Alvin Kamara, Texas routes, or those angle routes where he comes from, you know, the left or right hip of the quarterback and shotgun mm-hmm. angles his way toward the sideline, but then cuts back to the middle of the field. If he can start to get that in, in what, what they call an option route to where either he's given the option to continue to fade to the flat or a cut back inside on that angle route, and if he can start to read the defense correctly and add that to his game and, and, and add sort of that option route part, then I think he becomes a shoe-in for you as a guy that you at least don't have to change the playbook for if Alvin Kamara has to come off the field to tie his shoe. You know what I mean? That kind of a situation. Or at least, you know, the, the Saints are always going to go with a running back by committee approach. He also shows right. you that he has some special teams ability, and he's got good vision with the ball in his hands, getting through, picking the right hole, um, making the right cuts, things like that when he gets the ball in his hand as a runner. Tony Jones Jr. had a nice. Oh, please. I'm sorry. Good. I thought you were finished. Please, please finish. Gotcha. Um, Tony Jones Jr. had a nice breakaway run today. That was a highlight for him. We'll see if he can continue to carry the momentum, but he's just now starting to build the momentum. So we just mm-hmm. want to see maybe he closes the gap a little bit. Abram Smith has kind of found his way to the third team. Um, we get to see him every now and then, but not enough of him to really make a critique yet. He's another one that just because he's a young player, he has to close the gap a little bit first. So we'll see once once that happens. And then, you know, Dwayne Washington's an incumbent guy. He's a special teams ace. He's everything that you know that he is, which is more than enough to make the roster as well. So I think right now the most direct competition behind Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram has been um, Devin Azigbo as well as, uh, as, well as uh, Dwayne Washington. And then Adam Prentice, the fullback, has shown you some really nice pass-catching ability too, like catching passes downfield over his shoulder looking the ball in. So just interesting stuff to see that that New Orleans Saints offense, even without Sean Payton, looks like it's still ready to be one that keeps fullbacks involved in the NFL. Um, I've got about two and a half left. Uh, mm-hmm. I was going to ask you about Tyron Matthew. Let's say, let's table that till next week when we get the pen, when, when he's out there uh, with the pads on. Uh, mm-hmm. Your thoughts on the tampering situation between Miami and New Orleans? <laughs> what a strange situation. Um, Look, you know, Miami clearly really had a plan that they wanted to follow through with. And so, you know, they go out there and they reach out to Tom Brady twice, and then they reach out to, to Sean Payton. And, and now you kind of wonder, you know, with everything that happened with Sean Payton and him stepping away from the team, how much of that is related to this tampering situation? Um, you know, the, 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 the sort of shock of, of, of all of it kind of coming out of nowhere was really interesting. And so it, it, it's, a, it's an interesting thing, and I, I don't think that, you know, Sean Payton is in a situation where he's going to end up being the Miami Dolphins head coach anytime soon. They just hired a head coach that they really like and, um, and Mike McDaniel. But it, it goes to show you that the, the thing that I, pulled, that I take away from it is that Sean Payton will coach in the NFL again. That's the thing that I take away from it is that, you know, clearly he had an interest in, in kind of assembling a team and, and, and going over somewhere else and working with Tom Brady and everything. And so there is the reality that he comes back to the NFL. And as much as maybe some Saints fans might be disappointed by the fact that Sean was maybe talking to other teams and things like that, the thing to really take away from this is that Sean Payton is clearly still planning to coach in the NFL. And if he does that, specifically going into next year, 
that means his New Orleans Saints get to trade his rights away, which yields usually, I mean, you look at John Gruden, two first-round picks, two second-round picks, and about $8,000 in cash to go from then Oakland to Tampa Bay. And so the Saints should be able to pick up a little bit of draft capital based upon all that as well, because it's clear that Sean intends to coach in the NFL again. Yeah, they should have picked up some draft capital on, 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 the, uh, on the tampering, okay? That's, they should right, have been awarded right. a draft pick there. And also, yeah. as, as, a, as a caveat to that, uh, that there should be a ban on, on Peyton or, or Brady ever going to the Dolphins, okay? Yeah, uh, if, you wanna, if you want to be fair. To, yeah, it's an interesting thing to see them suspend the owner for the first right. six weeks of the season as if that moves the needle for the franchise at all. Not at all. It's an interesting choice. It, it is. And, of course, you know, again, there's precedent there in terms of swapping draft slots uh, when it comes to tampering. And the Saints have got nothing out of this, and they lost their coach. Got 30 yep. seconds left. Tell us all about uh, how folks can find you, uh, all, all you're doing, and how folks can follow you on social media. Yeah, absolutely. Easiest way to keep up with everything going on is, of course, to follow me over on Twitter at Ross Jackson, NOLA, N-O-L-A. You can catch the Locked on Saints podcast wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Every single Monday through Friday right now, also with Saturday episodes of training camp being in session. And, of course, all the written work over at Saints Wire and over at Crescent City Sports or CCS Daily on Twitter. I'm going to have a nice um, piece coming out tomorrow on uh, CCS, breaking down Paulson Adebo's performance so far during camp, what it means to the New Orleans Saints, and how he can build off of his fantastic rookie year in 2021 to make a huge impact in 2022. Thank you, Ross. Certainly appreciate the time. At Ross Jackson on Twitter. We'll check in with you next week, my friend. Absolutely. Appreciate you, buddy. Always a pleasure. Take care. Stay safe. There you go. That's Ross Jackson. Don't forget, uh, today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, and, of course, Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant, the Hideout Bar. We'll be right back. Oceana Grill, bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceana Grill is family friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Hi, Eric Asher here with my good friend Mike Delahousie, the TikTok Cafe. What'd you say, Eric? Hey, Mike, you know what my prescription medication and the TikTok Cafe have in common? What's that? Friend? They cause drowsiness, dizziness, nausea, cramps, diarrhea, blurred vision, muscle aches, gas, heartburn, upset stomach, constipation, weight changes, decreased sex drive, impudence, dry right, mouth, ringing finished? in the ears, depression. Oh, yeah, and suicidal thoughts. The TikTok Cafe, Causeway I-10 in Metairie. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, voted the number one restaurant in Metairie by TripAdvisor. A place where you can enjoy a great meal with family or hanging out with friends watching the game. A mouth-watering menu that has something for everyone. Amazing cocktails and an incredible beer selection. TVs everywhere. You'll never miss a play. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is unique. The perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. Order online for delivery at BobbyAbears.com. Open seven days a week for lunch and dinner at 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. So good. 
Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Hi guys, it's Andrew with Springview Medical Clinic. Are you struggling with erectile dysfunction and sick of the pills? Well, we now have a major medical breakthrough that has helped thousands of men. The wave technology at Springview Medical uses gentle pressure waves to repair and open up blood vessels. We have 60 clinical studies, including from Cambridge University, showing our technology treats the root cause problem of erectile dysfunction. No more pills and no more side effects, just more blood flow in the bedroom. If you're ready to put a stop to your ED and regain your love life, Grab your phone and call us now. You'll qualify for the assessment exam, even the blood flow ultrasound totally free. And to the first 10 callers now, you'll get a gift that can produce immediate results in the bedroom. You're going to love that. This is a $650 value, totally free to callers now. 504-313-4000. That's 504-313-4000. Guys, put a stop to your erectile dysfunction by treating the root cause. Call Springview Medical Clinic now to qualify. 504-313-4000. Ken Trahan, Sports Director of Cumulus Radio New Orleans, CrescentCitySports.com, and the Saints Hall of Fame. Each Wednesday starting August 10th, join us at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Treasure Chest Casino at Williams Boulevard and Lake Pontchartrain and Kenner for all-access sports talk from 6 to 7 p.m. on Nash Icon 106.1 FM with food, drink, prizes, and a special guest weekly. On August 10th, come meet pro football and Saints Hall of Fame inductee Ricky Jackson. That's Wednesday, August 10th at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Treasure Chest Casino at Kenner at 6 p.m. with Ricky Jackson on Nash Icon 106.1 FM. All right, folks, that's it for me. Thanks so much for tuning in. I want to thank Gary Smith, Jordy Collada, Ross Jackson for joining us on the program, Rudy back at studio, producing. All the great sponsors sponsor our program, including the friends at Oceana, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookie, Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant, Hideout Bar. All the sponsors sponsor our program. Go to ericasher.com for a slideshow to sponsor our program. Thanks for supporting the sponsors. Thank you for supporting our program. Coming up next, it's Life Resources Bottom Line Sports Hour with Michael Green and Ken Trahan. Keep it right here on 106.1 FM. And Les East joins me on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports on WLA-TV. Thanks for listening. My name is Eric Asher from the Dog Catcher to Governor. That includes the man. They all got to go. Broadcasting from the Dudley DeBose.